0: Welcome to the Sports GPS. With your hosts, Parker White and CJ Holly. Welcome back to the Sports GPS Season 3, Episode 14. Parker, it's felt like so long since I've done this... Because it has. Sorry I've been away, but what are we getting into today?
1: We are talking NBA free agency. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little late, but we're going to go through it. Get into it. And then we're from there, we're doing NFL Top 10 this week. Uh-huh. It's defensive line. D-lines this week. Definitely getting into that. And we're ending on our favorite, Major League Baseball, mm-hmm. and trade deadline's coming up next week. Trade
0: but, deadline on the second. Yeah. Craziness. All of it happens in one time. There used to be a waiver deadline and a non-waiver deadline. They said... And now that it's <laughs> only one all of it's happening on August 2nd all that and more on this episode of the
1: sports GPS. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Sports SportsGPS. We're hitting NBA free agency. I know we're a little late. You know, a lot of the free agency stuff's already happened, but we haven't covered it, so we're going to talk about it. Well, that,
0: and it's a good thing, because now we can hit just basically every team and just roll through what
1: everybody did. Which is exactly what we're going to do.
0: Absolutely. Go ahead and start us off, Parker. All right,
1: Atlanta Hawks. They haven't done too much. Aaron Holiday, guard. Frank Kaminsky, both one-year deals officially announced.
0: Yep, you know, they got a little better doing all the things, and then you got the Celtics here, Boston. You got Gallinari, Carnett, and Hauser on two to three player deals. They're building a foundation for later, so that's always good. Yes, they're Brooklyn.
1: Just in case Kevin Durant moves on, right? Uh, they got Nick Claxton, Kessler, Edwards, Patty Mills, Edwards, some. Ed, yeah, Edmonds. Edmund Sumner. Yeah, there you go. Finally, I'm
0: correcting you on a name.
1: I know, it's weird. TJ <laughs> Warren. Yeah. What, it's a one and two year deals, nothing big. Yeah, something
0: a little small. The Hornets, they've only made one deal. Cody Martin, he's returning on a four year deal, so they're just keeping their yeah. basically same roster.
1: Good player. Chicago Bulls. Zach Levine returns on a five year max deal. I think we talked about him on pod earlier. They, yeah,
0: that was an early one.
1: Uh, Goran Dragic. Aaron Drummond, Derek Jones Jr. Like they actually got better. Like these are good players. Yeah,
0: absolutely good players. And keeping Levine was a solid play. Same thing happened with Cleveland. They keep Garland. They get Rubio to stick around. Then they pick up Neto, pick up Lopez on deals to keep them relevant this year in the playoff picture. So always a good thing. Big fan of Neto. Dallas, absolutely.
1: Dallas Mavericks. They didn't do much. Van McGee three year deal. Theo Penson. One-year deal was really good in college in North Carolina, but we'll see what he can do as a pro.
0: Absolutely. Then we go to Denver. Brutes Brown for a two-year deal. Caldwell Pope on a two-year extension. Uh, Kanskar uh, Jokic on a five-year extension. Much needed. Yep. DeAndre Jordan agreed to a deal, and so did Devin Reed.
1: Yeah, they actually got better. Absolutely. Marginally, but they were already a good team. They were already a really good team. Detroit Pistons, they haven't done much. Kevin Knox agrees to a two-year deal. Maybe he'll do better in a different spot. Marvin Bagley, the third. Three-year deal. They actually, I actually, these are high upside guys for me.
0: Well, yeah, and I mean, they needed to keep Bagley to keep you know at least somewhat of a core together for them. So yeah. this was a huge move there. Uh, the Warriors go out and get uh, DiVincenzo Vincenzo, and then uh, keep Kevin Looney for a three-year and a two-year deal
1: respectively. All I know is Di- DiVincenzo, He ma- like, He's a Warrior. He's meant oh, to be. absolutely, hundred percent. Rockets. They have done anything. Jay Sean Tate. I don't even know who that is. They just but...
0: returned him for three yeah, years. Yeah, three-year deal. Absolutely. The Pacer, you got Jalen Smith returns on a two-year deal. Huge for them. And then Numbhard signs for a four-year deal. Uh, that's via
1: ESPN, so it's not officially announced by the Pacers. Gotcha. Either. LA Clippers, they return Nicholas Batum on a two-year deal. Amir Coffey returns on a three-year deal. John Wall, hey two two-year deal. And then... Zubac ex- yeah. agrees to extension.
0: Agrees to extension. It's not a fully disclosed extension, so we don't really know full details there. Uh, going to the other spot in L.A., the Lakers, they get uh, Toscano Anderson uh, agrees to a deal there, undisclosed amount of time. Same with Troy Brown Jr. But Thomas Brandt, Damon Jones, and uh, Lonnie Walker are all one-year deals. Those are officially announced. These are all marginal
1: upgrades. Troy Brown Jr., Thomas Bryant, both former Wizards. Mm-hmm. I, I see you guys. Yeah, see him. see him. Memphis Grizzlies, they return Tyus Jones on a two-year deal. John Concher, three-year extension. Mm-hmm. And John Moran agrees to a five-year extension.
0: Absolutely needed for Memphis. The jaw—the jaw show needs to stay in Memphis Absolutely. For Miami Heat, they get Caleb Martin, Victor Oladipo, and Dwayne Dedman all return on a three-year, one-year, and two-year deal, respectively, for the Heat.
1: All right, Milwaukee Bucks. Javon Carter returns on a two-year deal. Pat Conten returns on a three-year deal. Serge Ibaka's return on a one-year deal. Joe Ingles, that's a big move, agrees to a one-year deal. Wesley Matthews, solid pro, one-year deal. Bobby Porish returns on a four-year deal. He's a fan favorite in Milwaukee.
0: Absolutely. Going to the other team up in the Great White North there, uh, Kyle Anderson agrees to a two-year deal with the Timberwolves. Carl Anthony Towns gets his four-year extension. Uh, Forbes signs a deal, no time frame given as of right now. Uh, Tyron Prince is a two-year deal return. Austin Rivers agrees to a one-year deal. And then uh, Nathan
1: Knight returns on a two-year deal for the Timberwolves. New Orleans Pelicans, only one deal, and it's a big one. Zion Williamson agrees to a five-year extension. There is a weight clause in his contract, if anyone's curious. Yeah,
0: shockingly enough. I'll actually have to look at the full deals on tracks for that, but it's crazy because I did see that through the ticker. Uh, Jalen Brenson for the Knicks agrees to a four-year deal along with uh, – Mitchell Robinson returning on a four-year deal. Isaiah Harten, Hartenstein yep. eh, agrees to a two-year deal. And then Jericho Sims agrees to a three-year deal. Knicks looking like they're starting to make moves, trying to make
1: a difference there in the East. Yeah, they are. Oklahoma City Thunder. Okay. LeGrant's Dort. Yeah, I know the last name, Dort, because that's all people call him. Returns on a five-year deal. And then Kenrick Williams signs an extension.
0: Yeah, details of that extension are not fully known. Uh, Orlando Magic get Gary Harris to a uh, to agree to a two year extension. Mo Bamba returns on a two year deal, and then Bow uh, Bow returns on a two year deal it, as well. It's Bow 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 whatever the heck it. Bong Bong Be Bong bing, Bong yeah. Be beep, 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 whatever it is.
1: Yeah, your your Philadelphia 76ers, they agree to a three year deal with PJ Tucker. Huge. And they agree to a two year deal with Daniel House and James Harden's coming back on a two-year
0: deal. Absolutely, and that two-year deal was perfect for him as he left some money on the table, but it got him Tucker, and it got him House.
1: Absolutely.
0: All right, so then we head to the Suns. You got Aiton coming back, Booker coming back. Biombo. Yes, sir. Uh, He agrees to a deal, and then you got Damon Lee agreeing to a one-year, and uh, was that, Oak? O'Kogi. O'Kogi? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have <laughs> never gone with that, but he agreed to a deal with the Suns, so the Suns looking like they're going to try to make another
1: run at the West. Yes, there. are Portland Trailblazers. Anthony Simmons agrees to a four-year extension. Yusuf Nurkic returns on a four-year deal. Drew oh, Eubanks? Eubanks, correct. Yeah, one-year deal, and Gary Payton II agrees to a three-year deal. That's a great signing. That's a
0: great signing for Portland. That would be good for their rotation. Absolutely. Uh, Sacramento Kings, uh, Malik Monk,
1: yay, Casey Akpalma? I think it's Akpala. Akpala?
0: But we'll go with that. They agree to two-year deals <laughs> and the Kings are irrelevant. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, San Antonio Spurs, Gorgie Jang one-year deal and Keldon Johnson for your extension.
0: Absolutely. Good things for the Spurs. You know, I, I really I like the Spurs. I don't love the Spurs, but I like the Spurs. I respect them. Abso- that's the good word there. All right. <gasps> Toronto Raptors, you got Chris... Boucher? I
1: think it's Boucher. Boucher? I don't know. I
0: don't know. It's French. I'm going with Boucher. Uh, Especially with the next name, Champagne, returned on a new deal. Uh, That's Herman Gomez. I know that one agrees to a deal (laughs) there. Otto Potter Jr. agrees to a two-year deal. And then Thaddeus Young returns on a new deal as well. Yes,
1: sir. Utah Jazz are not doing much. Simone
0: Fonticeo?
1: some of these names man yeah two-year deal (laughs) yeah
0: two-year deal he's got he's gonna play in the g league it don't matter (laughs) yeah uh your wizards you bring back bradley beal taj gibson signs a deal anthony gill and then uh delon wright yep uh for a two-year deal phenomenal pickups for washington i don't think it's enough to get them into serious contention in the east but it's enough uh which team do you think did the most or kept the most or did the right things to get through
1: Hmm. I mean, I think I like what Portland did. hmm Uh, your your Sixers did a good job. I no, stole one out of me. All right, because The Suns, you know, they brought back most of the you know, their big names, so they should be good again. Right. Um. I like. I mean, I know I'm biased, but I like what my Wizards did. I'm not saying it makes him a title contender, but definitely should get him in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I think the biggest, uh, the biggest one was Denver. They did a lot of things to make their team better, and they didn't lose their core. I think Denver made
1: the most improvement in free agency. Just yeah. my personal opinion. one of my favorite signings, though, Jalen Brunson to the Knicks. I think that might work. It might work really well. For once, the Knicks might have like a true point guard, like yeah, a, a guy who could ever score. since
0: ever since uh, what's his face the uh, exactly. Um, Oh God! What was his name? Steve Francis? No. Stephon Marbury? No. I'm talking about the last. He was. He was like a one and doneer, and then he left. Uh, oh, jeez. And he- then
1: he went and played for the Lakers. Um. Oh, Lynn Sanny, Jeremy Jeremy Lin Sandy Jeremy Lynn. Jeremy Lynn, That's yeah. it. That's
0: the name I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was a decent. He got it to the cup, but he had no support there. Yeah. I think if they had kept him and then got some players around, it would have been half decent for the next. Yeah. I'm not
1: saying they would have been great. I'm just saying yeah. it would have been half decent. If they had Lin Sandy at the same time, they had Porzingis, who's now a wizard. I know I'm biased. Wow. But Porzingis was good as a Nick at first, and that's then he a had thought. some injuries,
0: and then it's like that's you know. a thought. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for NBA free agency. When we return, we're getting into the NFL top. 10 segment again it's been a while but we're now on the defense we're starting all defensive line when we return Welcome back to the Sports GPS. We're getting into our top 10 segment again, going under D-line this time. Now, I do want to put a little caveat on this. Mm -hmm. How we did it was if uh, a team's in a 3-4 defense, we're basically taking all edge rushers. So 3-4 defense, we're talking outside linebackers in this, and they're down linemen. And then if you're in a 4-3, obviously... You know, just your standard four, your two edges, your two right. D ends, and then your your D tackles. Right. So just want to clarify that, how we ranked it, how we did this. We got a lot of help from Pro Football Focus on this, mainly because it's really hard to, like, look where edges are. Right. So we had to, like, pull on a bunch of ratings from Pro Football Focus, did our due diligence, yep. and went through. So here is our list. Starting at the bottom, let's go with the two teams that just missed. Parker.
1: Minnesota Vikings.
0: Yeah, they just missed. They're like the 12th team. There's a line. There's a segment between the top 12 and the rest of the other, was it 20 teams? Right. And and they're, the line's drawn in the sand here That's uh-huh. been pretty solid. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we have the two teams that just missed are the Minnesota Vikings and then the Tennessee Titans in our eyes. Yeah. But they just missed. Like, you could put the Tennessee Titans or the Vikings up in this top 10 and... And we wouldn't hate you. Uh, we just decided to go with us. We, we would m- just disagree with you. We might be a little biased on them, but you know, yeah. you'll see that in a second here. Yeah. Uh, but we, you know, Minnesota Vikings, Tennessee Titans, you just missed the cut. I'm sorry, Bud Dupree. Don't kill me. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead with number 10 then, Parker.
1: My Indianapolis Colts. I know I'm biased, you but know. let's just be on. Like, look at it. Look at the D-line. Mm-hmm. You got DeForest Buckner. Next to Aaron Donald, he's he's the second best interior defensive lineman ranked, in my opinion. I know he's ranked fourth. fourth, but in my opinion, Well, but he's that's it. in
0: just sacks and quarterback hits, so, yeah. you know, he definitely brings the pressure. He's solid in the run game, too, so I'll give you that.
1: Yeah, they bring in Ngakwe from the Raiders, which I think is really nice because he had a great year last year, and guess who's the defensive coordinator? Gus Bradley. And guess who's the defensive coordinator for the Colts now? Gus, Gus Bradley. Bradley. So, I mean, those two guys alone mm-hmm. do it for me.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, listen, I I was in agreement with uh, with you on putting your Colts in the top ten. Um, I, I mean, think. Yeah, I didn't put them five. Yeah, you no, know, I wasn't
1: too like biased. Right. No, 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 no. You know, and and, and I and, think Quiddy Pay is going to be really good.
0: Yeah, and the problem is he's just a little bit too unknown, hence yeah. the reason why we bring the Colts down a little bit. He's but still a like, little green, but I
1: think this year he can break out.
0: If he was, you know, if he has a breakout year, I could see the Colts being six, seven. I don't see them being an elite top five. Oh, I, I don't. Yeah. But at the same time, I you know because they have names, they don't have a lot of depth behind those names, Agreed. which is what hurts them. In this this whole shebang, which is what helps the next team in here as the Philadelphia Eagles, my squad, uh-huh. as they don't have a lot of edge depth. Even though they brought in Hassan Reddick, they still have Brandon Graham, who uh, all reports are looking great uh, after his Achilles injury last year.
1: Derek Barnett. You
0: still have Derek Barnett. He still. I, I don't care what you say. He might have been. He might be trash, but he <laughs> in the NFL level. But he still. Uh, recovered good. the fumble in the Super yeah. Bowl yep. and he still broke Reggie White's sack record at Tennessee. Both of those things are still heck of accomplishments. Yeah. I'm waiting for him to finally have a year. This could be the year, but you also have Josh Sweat there on the outside and as well. And who's that
1: guy on the interior? Fletcher Cox?
0: Who's that? Yeah, he's pretty good. He had a down year last year and was still half decent. He's still top, t- top yeah. 15 interior alignment with a down year. You have uh, Javon Hargrave, who was a top 10 player inside. And then you also have Milton Williams and that freak of nature they just drafted in Georgia and Davis, Davis yeah. to round out their depth. So they've got depth all over the line. They've got great talent all over the line. They don't have massive elite yeah. talent anymore. Yeah, it's
1: not like they're not gonna kill you like with like elite talent, yep. but they have so much depth. They've got so much depth and quality depth. Yes, like guys you know who they guys are. Guys you know and their their
0: depth pieces too. And, so. and just
1: like you said, like Derek Barnett, has he flourished at the NFL level? No. But is he a good depth piece? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Between
0: behind Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham, he's a good rotational uh-huh. piece, third down specialist. And again, he recovered the fumble in the Super Bowl. He did. Lest we forget.
1: <laughs> uh let's go to number eight, Parker. New Orleans Saints. <sighs> now strictly because of Cam Jordan. That yes. guy is so underrated. Mm-hmm. He's so consistent. He's as good of a edge rusher as you will find in the league. Yep. He, he brings them in the top 10, just him alone. You have Marcus Davenport, David. I don't know. I'm going to burn Uh Anya Mata. There you go. Yeah. Hey, dude, you're doing better with names today than me. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I'm, I'm here all week. <laughs> yeah. Be <laughs> the first time I've been in my house for a week.
0: But hey, it's but uh, who's that pitcher for the Cardinals? <laughs> Flaherty. I only have to say Flaherty now. There you Jay go. Flaherty. <laughs> Jay Flaherty. Jay. I'm proud of you, man. I'm, yeah, I'm proud of myself. Good job. Uh, but, yeah, no, between Cam Jordan, Marcus Davenport, and uh, Anya Mata, this Saints defensive line is just stacked all over the place. They've got a phenomenal grade. They uh, they do a lot of really, really good things. Their depth hurts a little bit, but they're, the names on the back of the jerseys, as we always say, matters from yes. time to time. These three names are massive, and uh, you know, just bringing in Ayamada is just going to make this Saints defensive line that much better. That's the reason why they're number eight,
1: number seven on our list. Speaking of depth, like you talk about lack of depth, this team doesn't have the depth, right? But they have the best probably edge duo in the league with Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa. Correct, and
0: yeah, the depth is the reason why they're down a little bit. Uh, Their interior isn't the best, but they did get bolstered. Uh, You know, to uh, Sebastian Joseph Day, Morgan Fox, along with Austin Johnson from yeah. the Giants. I mean, this team looks good. They could, you know, they've got depth more on the interior than they do exterior. I'm worried if, you know, Mac and Bosa get a little bit messed up with some screens and they got to yeah. run. Like, do they have the depth that they can pair
1: out? I don't think they do. Correct. That's <laughs> the only reason
0: why we put them at seven, because that duo alone should put them in the top five. But right. the lack of anything behind them is the reason why they're sitting And because
1: seven. they have lack of depth, you can make the argument they're just missed. Yeah, you could. Yeah, that's But, fair. I mean, look, I think I think they're properly rated here at seven, mm-hmm. hence because it's our list. Yeah. But Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, that's too elite. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Two very, very elite talents. All right, number six, who yeah, you got?
0: The San Francisco 49ers. Now, this is another one of those 3-4 with some outside linebacker pieces, but at the exact same time, they do phenomenal against the run, and they yeah. get enough pressure interior that they can mess you up. And they got Nick Bosa. Yeah, I was going to say, Nick Bosa's They got beast. the other one.
1: And then you got uh, Armstead. Which Bosa would you take, Nick Bosa or Joey Bosa? I would take Nick. I think that's the right answer. It's,
0: I mean, no, Joe, I... Joey's no slouch, but I would take Nick. I mean, Nick's just got a little bit more off the line than yeah. Joey does. It's not much, but it's, it's just enough. And you could see it. Like, you put side by side – Nick's anticipatory yeah. skills of a ball snap yeah, he, are yeah. just slightly better he, than he's his He's better brothers. off the ball, yeah, for sure, and that's what gives him that good first step and allows him to get that much more pressure. But I
1: like Joey Bosa because he helped me win some fantasy football leagues when I had individual defensive players. Yes, but I mean, yeah, I, that was actually, but that was like three years ago. Oh, and yeah, I'm not absolutely. saying I'm not saying he's over the hill. I'm just saying he's had some injuries. And Nick Bosa is the better overall player. Absolutely. And, I, you know, I I,
0: I mentioned Armstead, but then you also have to go uh, Javon Kinlaw. Yeah. It, above average starter in the interior, both of those two uh, play really, really well together and clog up a lot of holes. The 49ers have a great run-stuffing defense and just enough pass rush
1: to get the job done. Yep. Number five. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hey, tell me about them. Yeah, I mean, like interiorly that's kind of the where they get it Interior yeah. line a key mix vita vea is it vita or vita i think it's vita vea okay that actually sounds better but you know
0: yeah it's fine no it's cool but here's the thing Uh, You just think Miley Cyrus and Wrecking Ball when you see those two names in the interior. They don't let anybody get around them. They clog up a lot of holes. The interior run game is garbage against Tampa Bay. Uh, Tell me about it. Look at every single one of their their games this year. When they won, it's because teams tried to run up the middle on them. And edge rusher-wise, they had enough pieces on the outside to keep everything bottled up. Yeah, I mean, they have Shaq
1: Barrett. Yep. And they're going to rely on their second-year edge rusher, Joe Tyron Shanika? Shanika, yep. Yeah. We'll go with that. We'll yeah. go with that. Yeah, that cat. So edge rush is not the best. I mean, Shaq Barrett's very, very good, very good. But like interiorly, they will just stuff you.
0: Well, and they bring their linebacker core makes up. Oh for, yeah, Levante. For, they David, blitz a yeah. lot. So really, I mean, they're just they're just clogging up the run with their defensive line. <laughs> they do it so well. Be that, big. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and, and they are big. Yeah, they are. So for sure, they do a great job there. Let's go to number four. Go to the other team of Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, and their Steelers. Might be the only only really, really good unit the Steelers have this year as uh, they got Stefan <laughs> yeah. Tuitt. Well, he uh, retired. His retirement, right, exactly, but that brings, you know, a likely Chris Warmley into a very similar role. Yeah. He filled in well while Tuitt was out anywhere the last couple of years anyway, so they I got, think... They got, they got really T.J. Watt. Right, and then you have T.J. Watt Hayward. Cam Hayward. Yeah. Those two names on the back of that jersey, awesome. And then Alex Highsmith is a really X-factor unit here. You know, I could I could really see a lot of really good things for the Steelers. They are solid. Again, you'll notice a lot of these three four outside linebacker teams
1: yeah.
0: give give the elite ratings here. Mm-hmm. Uh let's go ahead to the number three
1: team though, Green Bay. Tell me about it. Rashawn Gary. He he's a beast. I, I like him a lot. Yeah. And he's only trailed Max Crosby in like pass rushes. Like, yeah, rushing the pass. Yeah, or, like, r- pass rush
0: yeah. win rate. I think is what he's down. Yeah. He's only down behind Max Crosby. Yeah, like twenty six percent. That's stupid. That is stupid. Every dude. four plays, he's in the backfield doing something. That's nuts. Yeah. is highly underrated.
1: Yeah, and then they and then they have depth. They have some depth. Kenny Clark, Preston Smith, mm-hmm. Devontae Wyatt, Jordan Reed. Like they have a solid. It's not just one guy. Very good unit for yeah. sure.
0: And this this team, like I said, I mean, you got Gary. I mean, Max Crosby just he was another level, and he's the only reason why Oakland's even relevant as far as a defensive line is because of Crosby.
1: Especially the fact since gakway has gone.
0: Right, and, and because you can mention Gary in the same light as Max that's insane. And the yeah. fact, he's so underrated. Not many people know that. Yeah. And that's so sick. And, yeah, Kenny Clark, Preston Smith, uh, Devontae Wyatt, uh, Jaron Reed. This this D-line is going to be phenomenal. Ooh, Their yeah. secondary suspect. We'll talk about that <laughs> in the next yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah. Let's go to the number two team, though. This team we went back and forth between one and two here. And to tell you the truth, there's a part of me that wants to put this team as one right now, even as we speak. Yeah. But we're going to leave it as two because we wrote it. And because we did it, the Washington commanders, yeah. this team top, to bottom stack, they don't have the depth as number one did. So that's the reason why we're keeping them here. But
1: <laughs> their, their starting unit They're is starting so, good, is that so they, good. I'm not saying you don't need depth, but it's like, who cares? You have Chase Young. You have Montez Sweat. You have Jonathan Allen. Like, who cares? And and they're they're like their fifth guy's pain.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, they're their fourth guy on their start. Like, okay, so we, we just mentioned Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen. You're like, wow, that's really good. And then you're like, oh, yeah, and you have another first rounder as your yeah. other D
1: tackle. That's just unfair.
0: They, their defensive line is so good it's not even funny. Like, to think that Ryan Kerrigan was so good for I them know. for so many years. And they said, you know what? We don't need you anymore, Ryan. Bye. Because we have these cats. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, like, that's how stacked this O-line is. This phenomenal. Commanders. We we
1: live in Virginia, so we know about we the commanders. We know this, right. Like, credit to their, like, scouts and their draft room.
0: Well, I mean, it's really, like,
1: they just... When you stack first-round pick after first-round pick. That's what I'm saying. Like like, making it an emphasis of like, you know what? We could get this guy, a skill guy. No, we're going to just like make it a a killer D-line. Yep, exactly. And they did. They have. You need to – like, and this is one thing I love about Colts GM Chris Bauer. He's like, you build through the trenches. Yep. O-line, D-line, and then you figure out the rest.
0: Yep. And, and that's what they're doing here. They just need a little bit better O-line on the other side of the trench. <laughs> yeah, but no doubt.
1: That's beside the point.
0: Let's go to the number one team, the defending Super Bowl yep. champion, the Rams of Los Angeles.
1: Yeah, not only do you have Aaron Donald, but you have, like, depth. Yeah. You have Leonard Floyd, A'shaun Robinson, Greg Gaines, Justin Hollins.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're doing phenomenal. And, and not to mention that, you know, Former Player of the Year multiple times, basically Aaron Donald on the roster. Yeah, I, you know they could have a little bit more depth. Sure, but at the same time, like you can only you can only play four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you know, as long as these guys don't get super burnt out and super tired, you're right. you're fine with it. So it's okay.
1: Yeah, I think we're giving them the top spot, not only because of Aaron Donald, right. but they're the defending champs. You
0: know, and Give I them mean, their due. Leonard Floyd, phenomenal. Right. Aishawn Robinson, phenomenal. Greg Gaines, I think he's going to even take a bigger step forward. Uh-huh. Justin Hollins, really, really good. It's just that that rotation those five are good enough to play four and you got you got that breather yeah. Aaron Donald can play edge I know yeah, not many can. people say that you know think he could do that he can play edge he's he can, also he just
1: doesn't need to. he doesn't need to because he's so good from the interior He's so dominant on the interior
0: and I mean I know I just mentioned three edge players there and only one d tackle but again if you look at what a lot of really really great elite defenses do. They put three D ends in on third down and long to get after the pass rusher. Yeah. Happens a lot. So, you know, I really like this team. I like what Los Angeles is doing as far as the trenches. Uh, You know, it's cool. We probably could have put the commanders as one,
1: but... We definitely could have, but... they. The, 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 Rams the, the Rams are the defending champs, right. and they have Aaron Donald.
0: Let's give them their due. Yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and rerun the list. Uh, again, what just missed was the Titans and Vikings, so they're 11 and 12 yeah. in our eyes. So one was the Rams, two Commanders, three Packers, four Steelers, five bucks, San Francisco 49ers <laughs> at six, and then you have the Chargers of Los Angeles, the Saints and Orleans, and then <laughs> I have uh, my Birds and your Colts at nine and ten, respectively. Yeah, I think, I think that's a good list. Solid list. All right. Well, next week we're going to get into the linebackers, and again, those are just guys that play linebackers. We're going to exclude the edges yeah, uh, for all you three, four people out there. So get into linebackers next week, so tune into that. But when we return, we're getting into the big stories of MLB. Some guy declined a major deal. What's he doing? Where's he going? <laughs> and then the rest of the trade deadline talk ahead of this year's deadline on the 2nd when we return.
1: Welcome back to Sports GPs. We're heading to the MLB Newsstand. The Newsstand. What's, what snacks are you getting today?
0: Uh, I'm not drinking any snacks. Or I'm not eating any snacks. <laughs> You're not drinking any snacks? I'm not drinking any snacks. I'm not eating any snacks. Okay. I'm know. just drinking a good old tasty adult beverage. I got you. I got you. All right. We're... <laughs> I'm just being honest. Yeah. There's no snacks today. I, I got you. Unless man. you want to consider this adult beverage a snack. Mm. Some people it is. Some people it is. Yeah. I, I know plenty of them. All right. My boy Blakey Haskins. He's he's all about that as his, uh, his snack. All right. Not that particular... Brand? Brand.
1: Okay. Yeah. You know,
0: well, <laughs> let's get into Major League Baseball. Juan Soto. He, he's the big topic. He's the big topic. He, he's got to be the big topic. He's the best player in... Arguably one of the best players in the game. And he just declined a 15-year, $440 million contract. That's well, a lot me, of change. Let me... Let me discuss this with all you viewers out here. Kids, let me just, you know, go on the fact that you right now are out there on a daily basis putting $2 to win that much on the Mega Billions.
1: Yeah.
0: And this cat just gave it up. Yeah. He gave up far too much money yeah. for him to be thinking about that. Like, I'm sorry, what other team's going to give you 440
1: Oh, he—he—he's uh, he, gonna get it.
0: He's not getting four
1: forty. Yeah, he is.
0: He'll get four. He won't get four forty.
1: We'll see. I mean, look, I don't. Oh, yeah, yeah, And then you're—you know—everybody's like, ah, what's what's forty million? You know? I well, mean, that's
0: what you're paying your agent on four hundred.
1: Yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's. I I was shocked when I saw it, mm-hmm. but I also understand from this point. You're 23 years old. Do you want to be a national lifer? Because you'll be 38.
0: No, no, he doesn't have to be. Like that That's well, my point. He could have signed this deal, didn't put a no-trade clause in, didn't do anything like that, and then in three years, you get traded. It's the same thing. It's the same thing because you know contracts get bigger and bigger and bigger every year. He's, yeah. he's arbitration three eligible next year. Well, no, actually,
1: he won't be. He's super-tuned. Yeah. So... This is it. I mean, look, I. This look, is it. Look, when you, when you when you see that money, you're like, "What is he doing?" But I also know, and I say this, and I, I said this to you before. He, he's the modern day Ted Williams. He's already that. He's yeah. Like, I'm not saying he has the most power. The, he's. I'm not saying he's the best player. He's the best hitter in the game. His play discipline, his knowledge of the strikes. So he's 23. His his.
0: His Soto Shuffle in the box just makes me vomit. Oh, I don't...
1: Look, I don't like that. Like, I'm not saying, like, oh, be a Brave. I'm not... I'm not saying... I'm not... I'm not... Look, I'm not a hater, but I'm not a fan of of his antics. The Shuffle. The
0: Soto Shuffle.
1: I mean, I already have one. I mean, and it doesn't bother me because he's on my team, but I already know that, like, Ronald Acuna, he bothers you because he he's flashy. Yeah. I get it. I don't like the Flash. But he's on my team, so I don't really care.
0: (laughs) The only Flash I like is in Marvel. Okay. That's where I like my flash. Yeah. It, it, no, don't get me wrong. I don't. I don't hate a little flash. There's there's too much flash. And Juan yeah. Soto is a little too much flash for me.
1: Yeah, but I mean, look, he's a great player, and he's gonna he's gonna get that money. He won't get four forty. I think he could. I don't think he get four forty. I mean, we'll see.
0: I, I know it's. I mean, what? I I don't feel like doing math right now. Just shy of thirty million a year. Am I right? Four forty divided by fifteen. Is it,
1: 29? Yeah, twenty-nine three. And so see, I was right, and, just shy of thirty. And look, I'm not telling you twenty nine mil a year is jump change, but there's there are a lot of guys that are getting more AAV than that.
0: Yeah, I understand that. But, so I think Well, you're gonna go you're gonna take the uh the um what's it The Manny Machado approach and do a ten year deal worth you know, something in the middle with a five-year out and go that way. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. But, like, uh, saying Juan Soto could have signed 15 years, for $440 million, stayed in Washington, had it as a no-trade clause. He could have even put a no-trade clause or run-it-by-me clause, right? Yeah. Like, there's plenty of players that have that, the the run-it-by-me clause. Right. And then if a team want, wants to trade for him, he could have declined it at that point.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I respect it from the standpoint of he wants to win. He's not winning in the next five years in Washington, at, at a minimum. Right. Okay, because Mets are real good. They got Steve Cohen as their owner. He's going to spend money when necessary. Yep. Braves are really good, obviously. Right. The Phillies are good. Yeah. and they're willing and the to Mar- spend money. And the Marlins are... they're On I, the up. They're on the up. They got really good young pitching. Like, they're on the way up. So, if you're Washington, they're going to blow that ding down to the studs. Right. They're going to get a new owner. Mm-hmm. So if you're Juan, so it's like I don't want to be part of a rebuild. I'm already a, I've already been a world champion. I, w- I want more of that. Right. So maybe he wants to win.
0: I'll give him that. At the same time, though, like get your cheddar, dog. You got a ring. He's get gonna, your cheddar,
1: but that's he's gonna get that cheddar. You. I'm not saying it's gonna be fifteen four forty, but why why does it have to be that? No, like, I'm just saying like he's, like he's gonna get paid big.
0: So he would rather do five years here's the thing though. All right. Right. Like we Would you always
1: rather get paid less and win or get paid a lot and lose every year.
0: I'm, I'm saying I want 15 years of security where I know I'm getting 29 mil a year. Like baseball contracts are guaranteed folks. I know that bar bar COVID right. That's the yeah. only time baseball players yeah. should not get their full amount yeah. now for, for good reason. But what I'm saying is like, as long as baseball is being played, you getting paid. I know. Pay me. I am legitimately after I got my ring, I got one. I say I'm World Series yeah, champion.
1: I don't want to do it once.
0: Listen, I ain't Tom Brady. I don't need I don't need rings on every every finger in but my I, hand. I want it. I, I want to win. If I'm on a team, if I'm on a team that's good, that, yeah, like I want to win. I'm gonna try to win every single day. But like, if I can't win, give me my paper.
1: But I but, am Tom
0: Cruise. Show me the money.
1: But my thing is, and I'm look. If you want, if all, if you just want to get paid, fine. I'm not. I'm not gonna hate on that. But because this is your profession, this mm-hmm. is the only time you got a chance to really get paid, right? To make your money. But right now, yeah, I respect. You're getting paid millions. Yeah. That's I. I I'm not saying you're getting paid one million. You're getting multi millions. Right. So how much is enough? How much is enough? I would rather take less and be a chance to win every year than than get paid exorbitant amount and lose. Even if he
0: even if he took this contract, I don't think you're. I think you're thinking of this wrong. In two years, he could sit there and go Nationals trade me.
1: Well, you can say trade me, and they don't do it. But at
0: the same time,
1: then I mean, you can get
0: traded out of that contract if the Nationals are that bad. Well, I know and you you're can. the only piece. So I'm saying,
1: but like that doesn't mean they will. Like the reason why they offered him 15 440 cuz they want him. Yeah. They want to keep him. They want him a, they not want next him to go year, through the rebuild. Not Tuesday, I don't, they I wanna, don't care wanna about wanna I don't care
0: about losing for 5 years if I can sit there and go, "All right, school, I, 5 I years. Well, the 5 years are my prime. Cool. I'm just going to stack up numbers. And then later on when I'm still getting paid and we get a decent team around me and then I could start winning? I'd be fine with that. If you sat there and told me my 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 non-championship window is five years, so one third of my contract. And then for the next ten years, we're contenders, and I have a chance to win. And I got paid. I'm in,
1: fam. Yeah, but we where's don't...
0: the dotted line? Let me sign. But it. we don't know that. I but but that's my point though. If it still blows up and this contract is a hindrance for Washington, they'll trade him. It always happens that way, right? Yeah. For a team like Washington middle of the road as far as what they spend on a yearly basis. Yeah. Let me pull up spot tracks just to make sure I'm not speaking out my bum. Like, I'm looking at just payroll itself for Washington. Right now, they are 18th. Over the last yeah. couple of years, they've middled around 12 to 18. Yeah. And, I'm, last, sh- and I'm
1: sure with new ownership, they'll probably be close to 10.
0: Right, and that's fine, as they should be. I mean, they're market yeah. four, like yeah. Washington. Come on, do better. But like that's right. that's beside the point. What I'm at is, I'm just looking at the fact that if if it doesn't work, and they go, well, I want you know I want more flexibility. They'll they'll spend more money. I think Washington's not a team like uh, they're not a small market team where they're handcuffed as much as what they're showing oh, the last yeah. couple of years. So what I'm saying is they'll pass out that cash to somebody and you will win. Washington's not a team that's just going to stay down for like an abundance of time. And I know what you're saying. The Braves are good. The Phillies are good. The Mets are good. With the way the wild card setup is, you can be fourth in a division and still get there as long as your division is strong enough. So just because of the fact that you have three teams ahead of you that are really good and all three would spend money. Well, two of the three are really spending money and one team's just got a really good farm system right now. So Mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to sit there and say that it's impossible or not likely that the Nationals are going to sit in fourth place in that division. It's very possible. But you know what? Fourth place right now can get in. We see it in the NL or the AL East right now. I'm 90% sure in the AL East. Baltimore's only like three games out yeah. of the last wild card spot. Yeah. And they're fourth in their division.
1: Yeah.
0: So it's not impossible to be fourth in your division. I, I get that. And make the play. So that's what I'm saying. I don't think they're out. And you're getting paid. If he gets hurt next year and he only signs, like, a two-year deal, another prove-it deal or whatever, like, he gets hurt, he's done. If he signs his 15 years, 440, he's set. His kids are set. His kids' kids are set. His kids' kids' kids are set. I get it. I get it. Like, the rest of his family, eight generations down the line, ain't got work. That's what I'm saying. So, like, that's where I'm
1: at. Yeah, okay. I mean, I don't totally disagree with what you're saying. I'm just saying, like, I get where he's coming from. Tom Cruise, show me the yeah. money. All right, let's 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 talk about some other trade deadline stuff. The Yankees, they made the first big move. They acquired outfielder Andrew Benatendi from the Royals. They mm-hmm. gave him three minor leaguers. I think – I want to say all three of them are pitchers. So – like Kansas City's really trying to beef up that pitching in the farm system. Well, they
0: know they know that's how they have to win. I mean, Kauffman oh, yeah. Stadium's huge. Yeah, the ball just doesn't fly there, so you rely on ground ball pitching and and weak contact guys, and you can win. I mean, that's how the Royals won their World Series, right? Through yeah. great pitching. I mean, their their offense wasn't great that year. It wasn't. Like look it up. Wasn't that great? Their their defense and their pitching is what won them that championship. Oh yeah. I mean, I think their, they averaged bull, four runs in a year. Ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was their pitching. Yeah. It was yeah, yeah, their bullpen. If they got to the seventh inning
1: with a lead. It was
0: over. They call could it wrap done. Get to the
1: sixth inning. <laughs> well, yeah, like it
0: was that. It was that
1: deep. Yeah, but yeah. I get your point.
0: But I want to say you got through six. Yeah. You're into the seventh and you got a lead. sign, sealed, delivered. Yeah. Stevie Wonder style. Just it's yeah. over.
1: Yeah. And last thing on Soto. If he gets traded, which I think there's a good chance he could, mm-hmm. there's really only two teams: Padres, Cardinals. Yeah. Yan- Yankees are out now that they got Benatendi. He's not
0: getting traded in the division. No, I don't think he ends up going to the AL. I, I don't,
1: don't think there's think a so. team
0: in the AL that's willing to give up the cheddar. Yeah, besides the Yankees, and they yeah. just
1: they're out. Yeah, they're out.
0: Maybe Boston, but I don't think they need. Any but, I, the but I think
1: I think more than that, I think it's uh, minor league talent. Like they don't have like the pieces to get a guy like Soto. San Diego does. Cardinals do. It start, like, for me, with the Padres, it's C.J. Abrams, their top shortstop prospect. Who's, he's been in the big leagues because Fernando Tatis is out. Mm-hmm. And uh, their lefty, Mackenzie Gore, who's a rookie, yeah, really talented. Yep. And then for the Cardinals, Dylan Carlson, it starts with him. And then maybe a Nolan Gorman, right. like Matthew Libertura, the lefty. So, like, I think they're the only teams that could really do this. I think the Cards are the only team that...
0: Well, I mean, the Padres could do it. I think the Cardinals are the only team that does
1: it. And my thing is, I think both teams could lock him up. I think they could.
0: Yeah, but I don't think it's four forty, right? Like, I think it's, I think it's ten years, two
1: and a half. Yeah, it might, it might, it might like not 250. be two fifty. It might not be fifteen. Like, that's my thing. Like, 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 the, like the first number is not going to be fifteen years, and so it's not going to get to four forty. But he can still make real good money. i Not, I'm
0: not denying that. I don't think his AAV will be
1: any more than twenty
0: nine. I, I really don't. I do not think he gets to the thirty AAV. He might not, especially if it's an extended contract. Now, if it's five years, he can do five years one seventy five.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean that gets him. It gets him well, just shy of thirty, right? So five years 80, 185, That gets him over thirty. Yeah. So like, yeah, well, no, yeah, no, I was, I was right the first time. One seventy five is over it. But regardless, that's thirty five. Math is hard for me today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just, you know, going out and I don't. It's, it's really tough for that. All right, let's just go ahead to the the rest of the trade deadline talk. So whoever doesn't get Soto uh, is gonna have to look for outfield help. Who who really needs outfield help? What outfielders are out there? The two big names, Ian Happ and uh, Jorge Soler, are the two yeah. kind
1: of big names as far as outfield. And like Brandon Drury, he's like he can, he's third baseman, but he can play the outfield. Like uh, he's not he's not gonna play every day in the outfield. I'm not right. saying that, but he can moonlight out there. No, I get it. So. Hundred
0: uh, percent. The big pitchers on the market: Luis Castillo, Frankie Montas, Pablo Lopez, man, Pablo Lopez. I do,
1: like. I know. I know the Marlins are taking offers. I don't think they'll do it because they they want to keep him. But right. like, you know, you get blown away. Maybe yeah, I mean,
0: it. you know, you get offered the king's ransom. Why not?
1: I think it'd be a lot easier for them to move Pablo Lopez if their uh, top pitching prospect Max Meyer didn't just tour his UCL and have to have Tommy John.
0: Right. Let's go ahead and talk. Uh, you know, a. Hitters and pitchers, all one wrapped in the Angels. Uh, <laughs> Otani, will they, will they trade Otani?
1: I don't think it will happen right now, but I think it's very possible in the offseason. season. No, they, I get it. They they gotta they gotta do something, right? Because you're not gonna keep Trout and Otani. I don't know if you. Well, I'm not saying you can't move Trout, but like it's it's harder because he's locked up and it's, he's not old, but he's not 24, right? So, and I think it'd be easier to move Otani. He's he's entering free agency sooner. So I I think it could happen in the off for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean uh, another pitcher, a couple other pitchers we haven't talked about. Jose Quintana of the Pirates, maybe he's on the move. Jordan Lyle of the Orioles, maybe he's on the move. Tyler
1: Mali or Maley of the Mealy
0: of the Reds, right? Um, you know some other hitters that are possibly out there. Josh Bell of the Nationals, who we're also talking about. Ian Happ. Uh, yeah, Ian Happ. Well, so so oh, I mentioned him there. Did. Yeah, uh, Wilson Contreras. Yeah, definitely. I think he might Trey uh, Mancini.
1: That. If you're Baltimore, I'm keeping him. Yeah, but at the like, same time, though, I like... under I understand that it's like you're not like definitely in the playoff mix, but you're you're in the, you're in the conversation, right? And and I've looked at Trey Mancini this way. Okay, I remember when the Atlanta Braves went to rebuild. Who they keep? Freddie Freeman. Now I'm not saying Trey Mancini's Freddie Freeman, but he's that kind of player. He's face of the franchise. Mm-hmm. He's a building block. He's a leader of that team. That's a guy to me. That's a guy I want to keep and build with these young, this young talent. Yeah, see, I
0: think you could do the same thing with Cedric Mullins if you're Baltimore. But, I, so I don't,
1: but Cedric Mullins isn't like that kind of a veteran. He's only been in the league like what two, three years? Three years, yeah. But I mean,
0: I'm just saying. Like, I think I think you could do the same thing with him as far as the face of a franchise. I
1: mean, look if 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 you get blown away for a guy like Mancini, and I'm not, I think he's a good player. But if you get blown away, yeah, you got to make it. Right. But, like I, if I'm Baltimore, I'm keeping him.
0: No, that's fair. Just that's fair. you know. Uh, Nelson Cruz could possibly on the move with uh, from the Nationals. I'm pretty Nationals sure that'll move.
1: happen. If, if he if he shows that he's healthy, he's going to be moved. I want him to go back to the Mariners. I want him to finish his career in Seattle. That'd be cool. Absolutely. Of course, we forget that he started his career with Texas. Yeah. But, well, actually, he got traded from Milwaukee to Texas.
0: Yeah. And then he was there with Texas for, what, five years? And then he, then he was in Seattle. And yeah. Just, I always remember Nelson Cruz as a Mariner more than I remember him as a as a ranger
1: i only said i remember him as a ranger because he I do too, but he was in the world series with right me. but i get your point
0: all right well i think that's just gonna wrap it up for the trade deadline speculation we'll know more in five days we got yep. the 29th the 30th the 31st the first the second till 6 p.m at 6 p.m that's when this all gets nixed right there for yeah. all the trade deadline talk uh i'm thinking there's gonna be plenty
1: of moves a lot of starting pitching on the move a lot of things going I on i will say what's interesting is because of the extra wild card i want to know how many sellers are going to be in my like i you always think it's going to be busy rambunctious a lot yeah. of movement but i don't you will know, we'll will see you, you need a
0: guy selling and you need a guy buying there's gonna be plenty of buyers I, yeah you're right there might not be a lot of sellers yeah we'll see or maybe there's some surprise sellers out
1: there yeah we'll see absolutely
0: all right, well, that's going to wrap it up for season three, episode 14. For all of us here at the Sports GPS,
1: Parker White, CJ Holly, thanks for stopping by. Oh, thank you.